0: Hey, what's up guys? This is Vince Mancini. This is the Fraudcast. Uh, this week, it's a little bit of a weird week. It was kind of hard to get everyone in the same room at the same time, as can happen. However, uh, I do have Drew McGarry from GQ and Deadspin on. We're going to talk about uh, his article about men in comedy and some football uh and then after that uh we get matt lieb on the skype tube about halfway through that and then we get uh, comedian Jocelyn Clitico on after that um overall pretty good show we just couldn't uh, get everybody in the same room at the same time so i hope you enjoy it thanks for all the kind words about ben uh patreon.com slash broadcast if you want to donate and enjoy the show Sounded like scary robot noises the first time. I don't know what happened.
1: Oh no, I'm sorry. Uh, by the way, every time I see you on Skype, there's a uh, a picture of you dressed as what appears to be uh, a penguin. Yeah. Like, uh, oh now, oh now I can see your face.
0: Ooh. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty. Yeah, I don't know that I put that picture in there like 17 years ago. I don't know how long. I don't really remember where the pic. I have a lot of like computer things where I don't actually remember where the profile picture slot goes, they just have like some random picture from a really long time ago.
1: I had one Gmail uh, gave me like a lizard for like, I did, I don't, I had no idea where the lizard came from. And so I was like, was I hacked by someone who wanted to put a lizard in my, my email? (laughs) It was very, it was very confusing.
0: Was it just like the standard, uh, like the, the dummy profile pic, like the, the, what used to be the Twitter egg kind of thing?
1: Yeah, I assume that it was that, but I don't. I don't know. And then it, somehow it got replaced with my my proper avatar, which is like a picture of me as a kid holding like a fire engine.
0: Right. Sure. Sure.
1: Because so, I'm so sweet and innocent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should play that up. Do you still uh, like? Do you ever have to do any professional things where you know, like someone from like MSNBC ends up having to see your your weird lizard avatar?
1: You know, I've I've had to send headshots like. For okay, so this was like mm, six years ago. I needed a professional headshot, and my my brother in law, who's a photographer, when he came, we went in the backyard and he took pictures of me, and that's what we used for like my headshot, and that's what I still use. And every time we use it, people were like, "Hey, Drew, when are you coming to kill my family?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that good, huh? <laughs> yeah,
1: but it was. i always like, it looks like a nice photo, but then. You know, it's it's online. Like people will shit on you. Yeah. Regardless, like it could be you, like with a picture of your kids, like picking apples, and they'd be like, "Nice
0: apples, loser." <laughs> yeah. Nice kids, stupid. Nice kids, dork. Yeah, well, like there's many. There's been a few times where I've been at a screening, like with my girlfriend or something, and she'll say something, and then I'll pu- I'll put it in the review, but I'll put it in as I overheard someone say, and then she gets mad at me because I didn't name her by name, and I'm like, look, do you understand what will happen in the comment section if I reference my girlfriend in the body of the text? It'll be a nightmare. Just trust me on this one.
1: Yeah, never. You never do that. You never name your kids. I also like, you know, you can post a photo and you think it's relatively innocuous or something like that, but there'll be something in the background you didn't even anticipate. And it'll <laughs> be like, nice fur douchebag. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I feel like I've been traumatized by that at this point. So now anytime I put anything online, I'm like scanning the background just in case it has my social security number in it somehow.
1: It's healthy. Yeah. Very, it's, so, it's such a healthy way to live. feels great. Yeah. It feels awesome. great
0: to be terrified of, of the internet's uh, magnifying glass, uh, you know, burning you like an anthill. Um, So this week you wrote about, uh, all the bad comedy men. Yeah. Um, I I have,
1: I've had comedy. I have had small time comics in my mentions all weekend. It's hell. Let me, uh, I want to, I definitely
0: want to hear like some of the, the, the hate mail that you've gotten. Let me, uh, let me, let me contextualize this with the kicker of the piece. Um, "...I'm tired of comedians martyring themselves. I'm tired of them being overly defensive, misanthropic assholes. And I dread the possibility of Louis C.K. smoothly incorporating all this grossness into his act a year from now on the comeback trail." Now the show business is at last making a half-hearted effort to get its act together and cast out the likes of Harvey Weinstein and Kevin Spacey, C.K. may not necessarily enjoy the latter-day canonization that Richard Pryor enjoyed as he struggled with MS over the final decades of his life. He will be shunned. His movie is scrapped. HBO FX and Netflix have already bailed. But it's still way past time for the comedy community to address the pervading mentality that Louis C.K. thrived for so long. Uh, it's time for comedians to get over themselves because this job is not some glorious exercise in free speech. It's just a laugh hunt, and I never want to hear another goddamn hint about how it's anything more than that.
1: Yeah, that's uh, about that sums it up. And for, um, you know, for for added context, I uh, you know I revered CK. Yeah, you know I really did. I, I I thought, and you know if you you know if you strip out the 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 background, I mean, in terms of his accomplishments, I, I think he's right up there with Richard Pryor in terms of, of the greatest stand-ups of all time. And you yeah, know, and I grew up with Pryor. I grew up with Murphy. I grew up with Kinison, Dice Clay, mm-hmm. all those guys. And and I you know, I mean honestly I wanted to be those guys. And you know, it's it, it's um it's it's really unfortunate, particularly in terms of CK just you know, because I had, I had heard, you know, I had heard the rumors a couple of years ago. Cause obviously, I worked, I worked for Gawker, and you know, to have those break, it just kind of sucked. And I don't know, and but but I had always like, it, you know, it for a long time. I had, you know, well before this, I had had a sort of stance that like, God, comedians are just so
0: annoying
1: <laughs> yeah and uh, you're beautiful uh, you're beautiful vince but like, <laughs> oh me like, personally it, okay thank you yes but like in terms of generalizations it's like they are like and it, no it i 100
0: agree with that generalization
1: they like i swear i swear to fucking god this week and my mentions were all like we're all dude comedians who were like who were like, who are you calling defensive? I'm not defensive. <laughs> yeah. You sound like a real asshole. I'm gonna kill you. Like, yeah. it was it was all that. And you know what else they did that pissed me off? They all used the 280. They all used the full two eighty. <laughs> yeah, of course. And it was so Well, you
0: know, brevity is the soul of wit.
1: Oh, and it was and none of it was funny. You know? Yeah. Like roast, like roast well, there was one comic who sent the chop picture right at me, and that was fun. You know what I mean? Like roast me. Fine. Roast my ass. I deserve that. That's fine. But oh, God, it um, was just so
0: shitty. Uh, hold on. Matt Lieb is trying to be added to this call. Let me add him to the call. Hello. Hey. You're oh, an, yeah. Hey, what's Drew, up, dude? Drew's here.
2: Hi.
0: Um, hey. Uh, short, oh. The short answer, we're talking about how uh, comedians are awful. And uh, I had a few thoughts on Drew's piece. And um, like for I, sure.
2: I didn't read it yet. I didn't read it yet, but I saw uh, the headline and I, I saw a few comedians yelling about it because they were comedians are mad dude
1: they're like what are you talking about we're all wonderful people shut up drew
0: yeah yeah that was
1: that was exactly it that was that was exactly the reply
0: oh man it's
1: great it's like people
2: that they're just like oh oh so i'm gonna listen to some guy who writes things on the internet and it's like we're all just really trying to get on the internet
1: Yeah, (laughs) your Um, virtue signaling.
2: (laughs) Only a rapist would say male comedians are scumbags.
1: uh, I did. I, I, Vince. I I literally got a not all comedians. of course. Like from multiple. Oh, you really, you're really generalizing. You anti comedianite
0: yeah <laughs> Well, I think you're right, but I also I, I, i'm I'm kind of a structuralist um in terms of this because, sure. um, like if you look at how comedy works, it requires like living in a big city. Um, probably not having like a, a, a great job like you have to be out there every night so you can't have like a, a great personal life and it's also the last uh, place where like anybody can just come off the street and like have an audience so it's already attracting the it's, it's attracting at once the dregs of society and it's attracting like people that are uh, independently wealthy and can afford to live that lifestyle and it's just a miserable lifestyle so like i agree that comedians are uh, defensive and misanthropic in general but i also way, think way, i way. also think that the lifestyle um could only sort of breed this kind of like it's so brutal to do and you basically just have to spend the entire time suffering that the people that do it are definitely the kind of people that will romanticize misanthropy Bro.
2: Bro, are you saying that it is unhealthy for a group of misogynistic uh, fucking self-involved narcissistic alcoholics to hang out together and all of a sudden that it's a problem? I mean, that's just that's a generalization, dude, and I really don't appreciate it.
0: Um, Yeah. So I also (laughs) the other thing that I'm curious about is. Uh, I, I feel like part of it is is Louis C.K. holding himself up as some kind of truth teller, but I think the majority of it is the audience. And like we did this weird thing in, in comedy like 10, 15 years ago where comedians were like the ultimate truth teller and that laughing at them was somehow an endorsement of their private life. And I don't know, I, I, that never was true to me.
1: Well, I think, yeah, I think that sort of you know i think you can sort of pin that to maybe the daily show air, or you know lewis black mm-hmm. you know where they you know um you know it was the old it was the old tina fey uh thing of clapter, um, yeah, yeah. where it's you're where people are clapping more out of approval than out of laughter but you know louis ck was also a, just a really genuinely funny guy on stage
0: mm-hmm. yeah
1: and um you know i you know, I, I just think, I, I think you're right. I think that the, the structure of the sort of comedy industry lends itself to just attracting miserable shitbags because it's so, you know is it hard? And that's fine. Like, I don't, like, I don't begrudge even Jerry Seinfeld, who's completely insufferable. Like, I don't even <laughs> begrudge him saying that it's, it's hard to workshop his fucking Pop-Tart joke or whatever the fuck. Yeah. I, I get that. But where, you know, where, where... I, Where I draw the line is like, you know, that becomes a crutch, you know, where Uh, it's just they... They sell that misery so much that it just gets annoying, and it's like mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't want to hear about your
0: shit. They it's sell. Funny. They sell it, but I kind of think that uh, comedy, as you said, is like is a laugh hunt, and uh, and you know uh, in a larger sense it's like a validation hunt. So they're basically like every night they're out there workshopping something, and they realize that that sad clown thing is getting a lot of play, and so I feel like it's 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 filling in an audience need in some way. And like, we all thought Louis ck was really funny, but it seems like a lot of people confuse that to mean that he was like a, a also a good guy. right.
2: I, I think it's also in the way that he um he, the way he presented himself was kind of a mixed thing. He, he, sometimes he was the hero of the story that he was telling. like, you know, this is a you know, uh, I'm, a, I'm a, trying to be a good dad living in this crazy world. And then occasionally he would be the villain of the story, just being this weird kind of sexual deviant. Of course, not to the level of reality, apparently. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, a lot of it I feel like was um, people always seem to need, like, uh, like Louis was... Famously, the guy you would cite whenever you'd be like, "Listen, you can't do the uh, the, uh, the say the N word on stage unless you're Louis C.K., who <laughs> obviously could say because he's clearly a good blue collar guy." You know, it was like like he he was kind of held up as everyone's example because he is probably one. I mean, he's easily one of the best comedians in the world, and you know, probably the best. And so it was kind of hard to. Uh, um, you need to have someone like that where, where where people feel like, OK, but this guy can say the shocking things that most people aren't allowed to say. And uh, I don't know. We, we held him up. To, uh, we put him on this pedestal. And it turned out he's just like a lot of comedians I know who are, you know, kind of uh, scummy. I mean, not to that <laughs> degree usually, but uh, it, it certainly wasn't. Uh, I mean, the rumors have been around for a while, so it wasn't a shock when it came out. I was like, no, uh, I guess. That finally happened.
1: Yeah, he had a, he had a measure of self awareness that was really uh, attractive. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. But 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 then he had but then he wouldn't address certain things. You know, and I'd always I'd always wondered like because I'd always wanted to interview him. You know, for GQ and stuff like that. I'd always wanted to know if is his comedy had caused his divorce? Um, right, because he never talked about his divorce, and he wouldn't <laughs> talk about his. He actually wouldn't talk about his father. He used to talk about his father. He did an, a Louis episode about it. Um, uh, about running away from from his, you know, he, he ran away and jumped on a boat and all that. Stuff. It was very Frenchy and arty and all that. Stuff. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right, right. Uh, but you know what? Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I, I I've lost my track of thought because I've had too much cachaça So well, <laughs> we thought That's we
0: beautiful. thought he was the thinking man's Bill Burr. Turns out he's just the wanking man's Bill Burr.
1: <laughs> beautiful. Um, well you by done. By the way, sorry. I said. I said one more thing. The other thing is that. Uh, I, I remember what I was the the Comedians tend to rhapsodize bombing. Um, right. Almost, almost to a degree that I, I don't think is is healthy. Like, okay, uh, <laughs> when, I, when I grew up, I bought, uh, I loved Dice Play and I bought The Day the Laughter Died, which is a double album and you should never buy it. It's a terrible album because it bombs <laughs> the whole way through. And in fact, it makes really, really disgusting jokes. Like, like, and I'm, I'm telling you, I swear to God, as a kid, I was like, these jokes are disgusting and I don't want to hear And CK revered that album. Because he rhapsodized sort of bombing because it's like, oh, he's he's not getting laughs, but he's he's bravely plowing through it. And he's trying to stretch boundaries. <laughs> yeah. And that's where I think it's like, you know what? No, you should be you should not be you should not be a comics comic just because you bomb for two hours making jokes about kitty rape and stuff like
0: that. <laughs>
1: right. Like you should be you should be someone should take you aside and say, hey, you know what? That sucks. And, yeah. you know. Don't, don't don't pat yourself on the back because you made strangers uncomfortable for fucking 180 minutes doing garbage jokes.
2: Right. Like, yeah, that's a thing. If you're gonna if you're gonna do garbage jokes like that, you know, get the laughs. Like you it's uh it's a really cool avant-garde ex- experimental album to have one where you're saying offensive jokes with no one laughing. That's like, okay, I guess it I guess it had to exist at some point, but it doesn't really need to to exist. If you're gonna say that shit You know, that's the thing. I think a lot of people say have offensive material and stuff like that. And, you know, there's audiences that buy it. And obviously that's problematic and and whatnot. But uh, if they're getting laughs, it's like, I understand why they keep doing it. You know, Uh, even if I would find it distasteful, I'm like, well, they they found an audience for it. And, you know, yeah, maybe it sucks that there's an audience for uh, rape jokes and fucking racist jokes. But. I feel like it sucks more that there's an audience for like The Daily Showa or like uh, (laughs) Breitbart, you know? Like it sucks more to me that
1: that that audience exists. Although I'm sure there's some crossover, I'm sure. And and also sometimes people take it for granted that laughter is sort of your default when you're uncomfortable. Like if Mm -hmm. someone says something to me that is like really fucked up, Mm -hmm. like sometimes I laugh. Yeah. I don't immediately step to them and be like, "You better apologize." Like I don't, because because yeah. I'm waspy and all that stuff. So I'm like, "Yeah, Ah-ha. And then then it's like ten, that's like ten minutes afterward where I'm like, "That was really messed up. That person yeah. should be."
0: Impressive. You like, tell you tell you talk I, about it to somebody else. Um, I like I also feel like that Louis C.K. sort of uh, inaugurated. He didn't inaugurate it, but he certainly popularized the style of comedy where you're the hero of your own joke. And sure. Fuck me, is that? And then it bit him in the ass because obviously he's not a a hero. And I don't know. I, I would love to think that this is somehow gonna make that better, but I kind of think it's gonna make that worse. It's it might, oh, it might make, make comedy it so like, much worse. Even more yeah, self righteous.
2: Yeah, it's gonna make it so much worse. That that's that's the problem. Is it's like uh, now anyone who uh, has a joke where they're they're ever the bad guy. I swear, people. Are gonna be uh, a lot more like, oh, well, what is it? What is he trying to say? Is he saying that he's a bad person? Yeah. And go <laughs> yeah. Out. yeah. And that's the thing where where I disagree about like the sad boy shit. I agree that um, like people put people on a pedestal when they really shouldn't for for being kind of scumbags. But like, uh, I, I I do think that there's uh it, it, there's a level of like dishonesty that that really pisses me off a lot more with comedy when it's just I am the hero. I'm in this world and everything else around me is racist, sexist, homophobic, islamophobic and I just got to set it right through jokes. And it's like some people can pull that off, but a majority of people uh are lying. Even the ones who are pulling it off are 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 lying and that and so uh I don't know, like there's there's a lot of of sad boy comedy out there. There's a lot of like, uh, you know, people who, who love that. And I think occasionally some of them are gonna, are gonna be scumbags to the level of assault. Uh, and that's, and that's fucking terrible, but I certainly wouldn't want to, uh, I just hate, I just hate hero comedy.
0: Yeah, I do too. But I feel like in comedy as in everything else, we need to get away from the idea that liking one thing that a person does is like an endorsement of their entire, of like their entire private life. Like I doubt right. in the seventies, uh, like if, if you heard that like Gallagher groped a chick after you'd laughed at him smashing a watermelon, you'd be like,
3: I trusted
1: you. <laughs> Yeah. That's right. You're
2: you're
0: like, uh, no, I was I laughing mean, at you smash a watermelon. I don't give a fuck.
1: Yeah, it's only we I mean it's only we you know, we harp on a dead spin about, you know, ascribing sort of moral um you know, uh, you know, ascribing moral success to professional success as an athlete, you know, which which happens a lot. You you people when when a when a shitty guy like Big Ben you know uh does what he does it, but then wins a super bowl he gets the soft focus espn profile because he redeemed himself through winning but he's still <laughs> yeah just, you know. uh, and i actually I, I i totally agree matt that there can be there's a total danger of overcorrection where you know you don't want the comic who is nev shulman in an elevator with his fucking <laughs> hand on his heart you know, i just he
0: saw was. that this week god can you can you like uh can you give the background on that so for people who didn't see it maybe
1: They've shown was the guy on Catfish, and first of all, I can't... it's Neve. Oh, is it? All right, so it's Neve and Neve. But by the way, he emailed our, our own Lindsay, Lindsay Adler this week. <laughs> he actually actually copied her on a group email, being like, "I don't uh, I don't actually want to talk to Deadspin. I don't want anything to do with them." Like, and copied her on it, and she works for Deadspin. It was very funny. Yeah. Anyway, Neve. It was, I think it was, it, oh, it was after Ray Rice because Ray Rice knocked out his fiance in an elevator <laughs> and he stood in an elevator and took a selfie with his hand on his heart and said, I declare this elevator abuse-free and then tweeted it, which was just the most legendary, oh, <laughs> thirsty, idiot thing. It was just so awful. And, um, you know, not not to, not to get up top, but it was like, like, I, I, I totally see the overcorrection. My, my, my real beef is that, like, I just I don't ever want to hear comedians drone on about comedy. You know what I mean? It's like sure. it's like it's like writers writing about writing. Yeah. Like yeah. it's you just just wanna throw yourself off a cliff where it's oh the, I, when the I completely agree. <laughs> And and Jerry Seinfeld's the worst. He's the worst. My friend went <laughs> like I, I'm I'm shooting you not. Like my my son really likes stand-up comedy. Like he loves Jim Gaffigan, he loves Brian Regan. And so I was like, "Hey, well, let's try Jerry Seinfeld because, all right, you're eight. He's he'll tell some stupid, you know, some tame Pop-Tart jokes for you." And I go to Spotify, and the only the only thing for Jerry Seinfeld on Spotify is Seinfeld on comedy, like him talking for about comedy for an hour, but not doing it. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He is
2: funny. 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 funny.
1: Yeah, I want oh, yeah, to throw him off a dam. Get the fuck out of here.
0: Yeah, um, you mean, forgot uh, the uh, the coda to the Neve Shulman story, which is that after he made that he made that weird thirsty post, uh, they found out that he gotten kicked out of Sarah Lawrence because he was taking pictures uh, of people of people making out at a party, and one of the people one of the girls protested, and he socked her in the face.
1: That's right. He face. <laughs> oh fuck!
0: Yeah, yeah he, he actually got expelled from college for socking a girl in the face. Yeah, come on, man
2: that's your- hey drew did you find it funny that uh I, I th- okay i found it funny that um a lot of comedians were attacking you online um a, a lot of comedians who i i really i really like uh were attacking you and these are kind of more in the, like the woke comedians and they i felt like you're you, you wrote one of maybe three uh or four Articles I've seen now about, like, you know, Lindy West wrote one and uh, uh, Marcia Belsky wrote another one uh, just about like men in comedy being scumbags and, and why it's hard for women and why, you know, we should stop putting the scumbags on a pedestal and thinking they're modern day philosophers. I thought it was funny that uh, people attacked yours specifically. I felt like it was because they're like, hey, a man wrote this one, I can safely go after drew and and I, I you know no one wants to fucking uh troll you know uh well a lot of people troll lindy west
0: but <laughs> she's not uh, on twitter anymore because of the trolling so that's probably why they couldn't
2: uh yeah couldn't go after I her mean, for that one yeah maybe but i i don't know i i felt like it was a little bit uh i was like i feel like you guys are are uh, letting out a lot of steam that you've had built up from uh, seeing, you know, Lindy West being like, "Men aren't funny." And, oh, dude, so many woke dudes I know who are just like, well, okay, absolutely." <laughs> oh yeah,
1: I got, I got so many "well, actuallys," and it was like, "Wow, you're just all, all male comedians, huh?" And yeah, you would, I would click on the bio, and it would be like, you know, comic, father, husband, you know, like, <laughs> feminists. NPR! <laughs> like a rose by their name <laughs> yeah it's you know yeah and I, you know, honestly I'm I'm having to bear that brunt I don't I don't really because honestly because I've worked at that's been long enough to know and I've been on Twitter long enough to know that that the the, the stuff that I get on Twitter is really child's play compared to uh what my colleagues Jezebel get oh or yeah even, or even um uh, people call that I've worked with, like Greg Howard and stuff like that, where they just get just just bombarded with just hateful images and just you know. Whereas like people yell at me like, "Oh, you wore a stupid shirt," you know. It's like
0: <laughs> I can. It's all right. I, burn, Ooh, burn. Yeah. Um. So you I actually real? I saw I love you, Daddy. Have you either you guys seen that yet?
1: No. Oh, nah. I want also. I also want to know if you saw Justice League because
0: I want your Justice League review. Oh, I didn't. Here's the thing: I saw like four movies this week, and um, Tuesday I saw Roman J. Israel at four o'clock, and the Justice League screening was at seven. And so Roman J. Israel was like two hours long. So at six p.m., I had to like decide whether to go back. I had to go back home and feed my dog, and like, and I had to try to decide whether I should try and get back by seven. Ah, and I was like, looks,
2: looks like uh, you prefer fucking. Zionism <laughs> over justice. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> you know sorry. what? If... I don't know what Roman J. Israel
0: is. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's the Denzel Washington movie where he plays an autistic lawyer.
1: Oh, yeah, you... all right.
0: Yeah. Um. So, uh, and I was thinking Wait to myself, being
1: informed, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck.
0: I, I was thinking to myself, if I didn't even like Wonder Woman, I really doubt that I'm gonna like fucking Justice League. So I skipped it.
2: Mm. Uh, well, how was yeah. a Disaster Artist?
0: Uh, the disaster artist was great. That it was really, yeah, that's really funny. Like, I love the book, and I've interviewed uh, Greg Sestero, and so I'm probably a tough audience for that movie. Um, but like, they didn't try to pack everything that was in the book into it. It was like he kind of just um, James Franco was really good at being a weirdo, even if it wasn't like a perfect Tommy Wiseau impression. And it sort of it was like the feel, and it was just it was just a funny romp. It was great.
1: That's so That's a, awesome. So, yeah. all right. So tell me about I Love You, Louis. Uh Yeah. You said it was basically like an extended Louis vignette,
0: right? Yeah. Like, I'm really glad that all this happened so I don't have to pretend to like that movie because, um, <laughs> like, comedians do this thing where they, like, get famous uh, for being funny and then they decide that they want to be a little serious and they'll make, like, remember when Chris Rock... Uh, made top five and it was just it was just like every indie film school movie about like a you know like before sunset or something like that it's just they don't want
1: to they don't want to make a french movie you yeah they don't want to
0: make a fucking french movie and that's exactly don't. what i love you daddy was it was like either a french movie or like a woody Al- first of all it's in black and white and anytime oh. like a rich person makes a black and white movie i'm like go fuck yourself like there's no like you are not an artiste like you're like a fucking 15 year old girl on instagram Instagram, trying to make this black and white. Kiss my ass. You, you
1: know what should be in black and white. Are horror movies? Horror yeah. movies are terrifying in black and white, and no other genre should be in black and
2: white. Yeah.
0: Mine. So it's in black and white, and porno should be in black and
2: white. <laughs> hey, that'd be,
0: that'd be so
2: hot. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sometimes I just want to talk. <laughs> uh,
0: it's like uh, it's in black and white. It's like a comedy of manners, kinda. And of course, there's like a million like jazz standards in the background and uh it's like it's about his hot daughter played by Chloe Moretz and his yeah. and he's like a TV producer and he's got this rich spoiled daughter and she starts hanging out with this character who's basically Woody Allen and and Louis's character is trying to deal with the idea of his daughter hanging out with this old perv that he worships. Yeah. And that's the whole movie. And it's like you know you get to the end of it and you're like, "Well, all right, that was a movie."
1: You know, I don't get the the Woody Allen effect either. I really don't. How how many comedians do you know want to be Woody Allen? It just it's like, I, 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 you know, all these movies where it's like New York, yeah. hey, it's New York, yeah. uh, Jesus, get over it. That don't, city is a character. It's like you
2: made a whole city into a character, dude. It's like that's like genius. You don't understand genius.
0: <laughs> That's what I fucking loved about Lady Bird because Greta Gerwig, she's in every movie where New York is a character, and it's all these New York characters in New York who's another character, and they're bantering about really smart things and taking walks with berets on next to the fucking park. And uh, finally, when she gets to, <laughs> finally, finally, yeah, uh, finally when she gets to direct a movie, it's about Sacramento and everybody's kind of a dumbass, and I love that.
2: That's beautiful.
1: Yeah, no, I support that. I support her a hundred percent. That sounds great. I would, I would watch that.
0: I like art about dumb people. Like art about smart, competent people is fucking annoying.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. I want to see dumb people screw up and then shoot each other in the end and stuff like that.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Like,
1: like even Hiller High Water, which makes no sense. Like at the end, where he's just like. He's. Like, I'm going to stay in this road, and just shoot at everybody, and then and then the cops are like, "Well, he's shooting the people from a road. We have no other recourse but to turn around."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that was great. Uh, did you did you see Wind River?
1: No, I was. I want to see that. I will watch. I really will watch any movie about violent hicks. Yeah. Um,
0: I'm- that's my jam. Me too. And I don't know. The thing about Taylor Sheridan, he wrote like Hell or High Water and uh, Sicario and then this most recent one, uh, fucking Wind River. And I always like, I think he's a good storyteller. He's kind of got that, uh, he's got that misanthropic um, Cormac McCarthy kind of thing. And and like all of his movies before this one, I was like, that was good. They always have like one thing wrong, like Sicario. It's great. But then there's all these drug dealers in it that are like just committing suicide by cop for some reason. And then like they, they roll through Mexico and it basically looks like what Trump voters would imagine Mexico to be like, there's just like a bunch of suicidal. Uh, breeze. Yeah. And so wind river is kind of the same thing where it starts out this pretty good Mystery, and then like halfway through, you get the sense that Taylor Sheridan is just one of these guys who's like stockpiling weapons and and fantasizes about someone raping his wife so he can shoot him. Oh,
1: oh, oh,
0: all right. Like, I wish I wish someone would do a rape so I could get it. And then he, you know, he talks about all his, his his scope and I don't know. He seems like a very uh, oh,
1: in the movie, in the movie.
0: No, I mean I get that sense from the writer. Like all his movies are in some way like this weird fantasy of how he wants to, uh, how someone's going to wrong him and then he's going to shoot him.
1: Well, he's next then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, before I, before I go uh, to witness this, the glorious Madden Vision presentation of Titan Steelers, I have to plug uh, our podcast because they actually, the Univision honchos asked me to, uh, to go on other podcasts to plug our podcast. So Hell I have yeah. To plug. The the cast with me and and Marshman and that's it that's it that's that's as far as I go that's 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 the extent of the plug Sounds dude we are can we, we are
2: h- happy to let people plug and chill for their own podcast on this podcast as long as people are coming on it
0: absolutely can We're I we just like
1: having guests
0: can we do a quick football thing before you go or are you are you out? yeah
1: no no let's talk about football and let's have it be presented by Fairfield Inn.
0: <laughs> 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 Um, so you, I read your piece about how you think, uh, there shouldn't be a holding rule, which I a hundred percent agree with. And I just feel like, are they, I feel like there's a lot of things that they could do to make it, to make it better rule wise. And it seems like they're doing a bunch of rule changes that accomplish nothing when there's like 20 good ones that they could do.
1: Well, the problem is that any, any rule that stoppages and more referee explanations is bad right anything that any any rule that essentially you know is a non-rule is better uh you know anything that's legalized that can keep the flow of play going is better because look if you're if you're talking about baseball basketball or football and man, hockey to a certain extent you are always going to be somewhat subjected to the vagaries of officiating right like a basketball game will always be somewhat subjective based upon whether or not the, the ref is letting them tussle in the paint or not. And, you know, in a football game is the same way with hand checking with defensive backs and stuff like that. And I'm, um, you know, anytime they, you know, quote unquote, let them play. Uh, or do you ever regret that?
0: Ever? No. Yeah. Like, do I really like, where, where would we be if we didn't have like 15 touchdowns called back for a holding, you know, like <laughs> it's not like a super crowd pleasing rule.
1: They, like they call shit now that the players all looking for a flag my son who's 8 is looking for a flag like he's just, <laughs> yeah. like he just spends every play being like well, there's a penalty there or something like that. and it's like
2: it's
1: yeah. not it's like keep fans as far as
2: i'm concerned yeah uh, you're turning everyone's kids into snitches. happening. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, no snitching. I also, I don't you start know
2: why... Looking, you start looking for rules to break. I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: I also, I don't know why they still have face masks. I feel like a lot of the CTE shit goes back to, like, when you have a face mask, you can automatically lead with your head, and then it makes it so much more dangerous. And... Like, how many broken hands and, and forearms and chins are, are are happening because they still have a face mask? And I just wonder, is it, like, just because it looks cool? Like, what's the point of it at this point?
1: Uh, well, you know, I think you would have to get rid of the helmets altogether because the helmet itself is so hard. You can't have a helmet going to someone's face. It would break their face, which would make for great television. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Um, but I think you have to get rid of the helmets altogether and also get rid of the, the shoulder pads, um, and you know, I and you know, Aussie football does that, and you know, pro rugby does it, and it would be a a mammoth sea change to the game. But it's one that is, you know, should not necessarily be discounted. You know, I mean, you know, it's only that Dicka brought up, and if Dicka brings you up, it's stupid. But and yet <laughs> here I am, allayed with a with a talking block of ham. <laughs>
0: It's pretty amazing that a guy that dumb still says that uh, he wouldn't let his kids play football.
1: He is the unhealthiest famous person I've ever seen in my <laughs> life, in person. Really? He is the un It's not like I saw him uh at the Super Bowl. It was the it was the Broncos Seahawks Super Bowl in New York. I saw him at uh the media or radio row and he looked he looked like a cadaver that was being hauled around by two people. I've I never seen an
0: unhealthy. Just ever. it was just the way he looked, not like his habits, like he wasn't smoking or, or you know. But he
1: looked. He looked shriveled, like he was like four feet tall and hunched over, and like just just completely out of it. He just looked. He just looked
0: unhealthy. He's got that head like a block or he's almost like a cartoon character where like his head always kind of looks the same and, and and like his body could be shriveled and and or or he could be like big and fat and you'd be like, "Oh yeah, that's Mike Ditka." Cuz you just you recognize that big square head and nothing else, you know?
1: Yeah, you actually, you don't really think about it, but, like, TV people, all they really need is the head, and (laughs) you don't really think about the rest of their body, and, like, it's true, like, so many of these people, like, Larry King and stuff, like, the head will stay relatively intact, but everything from the neck down is, like, a mummy. It's so
0: strange, and I'm so, like, even Louis C.K., when I was watching I Love You, Daddy... Uh, the thing that was bugging me about him is he's got like the skinny person's face, but he still has that like big fat belly and fat body. And that annoys me so much because like I'm one of those people, if I gain any weight, it's going to be all like right in my fucking face. Like I'm going to have the, I get a fat, like I'm always going to have a fat bloated looking face and all like these jolly Yeah. And these famous people, like they gain like 50 pounds and you don't even notice it in their face. It's so annoying.
1: You are the first person to envy Louis C.K. for his looks, and I'm very... very
0: (laughs) I mean, (laughs) other than the fact that he's bald and a ginger, his face is not bad looking.
2: Uh, You
1: should see his dick. Uh, (laughs) We're we're uh, running so well.
0: (laughs) All right, Drew, uh, I can let you go if you need to go.
1: Thanks, brother man. I appreciate it.
0: Hey, thank you.
1: See you guys Thanks for coming Bye.
0: Deadcast Thanks, Drew McGarry on Twitter. Bye. Bye. Tight. Um, tight, tight. all right, hold on. You want me to get? I'm gonna get Joe on. I'm back. Hey, all right. So, Joe, did you get to see the finale of Nathan for you? Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> I think that's like one of the most brilliant, um, hours of hour and a half of television. I mean, it's like perfect.
3: It's so it, – it, and I, that whole thing with the uh, escort was like – it just came out of nowhere. It was so unexp- – I mean, I guess it makes sense. It was like, you know, uh, Nate, uh, the guy was looking for his long-lost love, like Nathan finds love. But it just seemed like it was like something that they organically like fell into and then it fit perfectly <laughs> within yeah. the fucking show. It was like, dude, is this real? This is fucking crazy. Here, I have a cl- oh, I have so, a clip. So-
0: I have a clip. All right. Here All right, you go.
3: Clip. In the meantime, we checked into our hotel in downtown You Little guys can Rock, hear it, right? And after getting on track yeah. and grabbing yeah. some dinner, we decided to call it a night. This is kind of a fun trip, huh? Yeah. Just the boys. Mhm. Can I ask you
0: something? Yes.
3: What's your favorite memory of Francis?
0: probably we were on the bed there together
3: when you were on the bed (laughs) together yeah what did you do on the bed
0: well i was trying to have sex with her (laughs) and then after that after that there's just there's like a 40 second pause and nathan for you just goes that's cool.
3: <laughs> and, then, and then they go to bed, and the guy sleeps upright. <laughs>
2: yeah, and, and yeah, it's on like, top what the fuck? on top of the covers with his pajamas still on. It was. And he's like, you want you want to go under the covers? He goes, No, I'm alright.
0: It was like like that whole season. They're always building up to like they they he's always injecting some weird little side scene of him being awkward with a girl. And then this one was just like that entire sequence with the escort where he's making out with her. And I've never, I'm like, I'm always cringing when I'm watching that show, but this time yeah. I like actually had both hands over my face and I almost fast forwarded it.
3: Dude, yeah, it was fuck. I was, I was screaming at the, uh, at my girlfriend. I was just like, I can't fucking watch this. I can't watch this. I can't watch this. It was really the most uncomfortable thing I think I've ever seen on television where it's just like, <laughs> it beat almost any other reality show, like uncomfortable moment. It was just oh. something so bad about an awkward kiss that it makes you want to <laughs> kill yourself. Yeah.
0: Especially, uh, I mean, just that he got the escort to be on the show and like you couldn't tell, like, so, was it real? Like how real was it? And what does real even mean in that context? There's just like yeah. levels to it. Well, she,
3: she, I think at the end, there's that moment where she goes, well, you want to do it for your TV show, right? Like she like, she's like in on the joke a little bit. Like she knows, but he thinks she doesn't know. Like, I, I thought that was kind of a cool moment. Do you know what I'm talking about at the very end?
0: Yeah. Uh, I, no, not really. Oh, uh, well, he, she's, he
3: asked her to do something. Do you want to, and she's like, well, that's the point. Right. And he's like, what do you mean? He goes, well, this is like for your TV show. Right. And, and it, it just kind of, like, it, it, I think she was, like, insinuating that, like, you're just fucking with me for your TV show, right? Like, this is what you do. And then he kind of, like, looks at the camera, like, oh, shit. Uh-huh. She fucking knows that I'm just a fucking faking all this bullshit. But she, I, I thought, actually, too, like, that none of that would have worked if she was, wasn't so, like, cute and, like, bubbly and, like, friendly and sweet. You know, like, it, it made it kind of. Yeah, like like, she, you were into the, the love shit that was going
0: on yeah like she seemed like a an escort that you could fall for you're like that makes sense like she seemed yeah. she, she didn't seem like a pro and she was like just normal seeming and cute yeah, yeah. It, was, it was weird like how they find like they found the perfect, the perfect person yeah um while well, you guys are both here yeah, it was
3: fucking amazing
0: uh i do have a a, a comedy really are you vaping is that you vaping
3: wait no 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 no. i'm not vaping hey uh can i ask you can can i ask you a question though ben yeah please do do you have the same uh, uh like trouble that i have in getting people to fucking watch that show i cannot like i tell people dude watch this this is the fucking best show in the world and people will not watch it they just so, it's like oh there's already too much stuff going on i got forget all that shit yeah watch this I, I, fucking i don't know how
0: people say they can't watch that show but then they watch like the american vandal show i tried to watch that like like the five and it was just the first five minutes and it, they're setting up the <laughs> you're for sure vaping <laughs> yeah. i'm not dude i bought uh a... and like I right, th- th- like the premise out. is cute like they're trying to find out who drew the dicks but everybody's <laughs> i don't know I, I couldn't get more than five minutes into it and everybody yeah. on my on my twitter timeline is talking about like oh who drew the dicks it's so good and I'm like, i can't get into this but yeah i don't know nathan for it's you weird weird
2: that, like, like, I... like, like millions of people watching practical jokers but not millions <laughs> of people watching nathan for you that's crazy i mean i kind of yeah. get
0: why people can't watch nathan for you because it is so hard to watch sometimes
2: so so is impractical jokers. Uh, you know, <laughs> occasionally I'm just like I can't. I don't. I don't think I can stand this one. They, they did one where they uh, had a guy at a book reading where you know people are like reading sections from their like poetry or whatever, and his phone just keeps going off, and uh, and it wasn't insanely funny, but it was insanely uncomfortable. And I was like, if people are watching this, they like being uncomfortable. They should watch Nathan for you because there's
0: jokes too. It's both. <laughs> yeah. Who Who is on Impractical Jokers again?
2: Oh, a bunch of, a bunch of Guidos. I don't know their names.
0: <laughs> I feel
2: like
3: that's the lowest. I only lowest know one movie. of them because I've done shows with them.
0: I feel like it's yeah, the they, lowest they form they of humor. They sold out
3: fucking, fucking like, theaters, those guys. They sold out, I think, Madison Square Garden. Jesus Christ. Last week. Because I saw some comic I knew like got to open for them.
0: I that's think crazy, YouTube man. Prankster is the lowest form of life on Earth.
2: I agree. Hey, uh, so I got to go in like in like 5 minutes.
0: Okay, answer this email question from a from a Okay. Uh, bonjour, Frotsman. My university has a weekly open
2: uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Can
0: <laughs> start. Uh, My university has a weekly open mic at the on-campus bar and I'm seriously considering trying out some stand-up. I've never done stand-up before and I'm pretty sure I remember you guys making some offhand references to university shows having a different vibe from regular clubs. So, Mm. do you guys have any advice regarding what I should or shouldn't do material-wise? Any good stories of your own experiences in similar situations? For context, the school is in Maritime, Canada, almost entirely white, naturally, and extremely woke. There are tons of signs for gender-neutral washrooms, and every school event starts with an acknowledgement that the school was built on unseated Micmac land. Thanks, Sam.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, you got to, uh, um, you know, try to uh, know your audience. Obviously, uh, don't be that guy who says... Uh, you know, the most offensive thing you, that you can come up with Um and uh, fucking have fun. Just have fun up there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah my-
2: I don't know. I, I mean, universities have changed uh, a bit since since I fucking started doing stand up. Uh So I, I I don't know how bad it actually is. Like half of it is Jerry Seinfeld being like, oh, I can't even do a. Uh, uh, University anymore because the one's (laughs) for deal with this PC culture. If I want to say the N word, I should just say it.
0: My my, my only advice uh, would be like whatever joke that you spent the longest on, that you've sweated over the most, that you think is the most clever, that joke is going to fucking bomb. And whatever joke that you spent 90 seconds writing. While you're on the shitter, like that one's gonna kill. So like, whatever you spent the least time on that you think is kind of dumb, that's probably gonna be the shit that'll work.
3: Yeah. and yeah. Also, just have a have jokes. <laughs> right. Like mo- a lot of open micers get up on stage and it's not like they don't have a setup or a punch. It's just yeah. Like, they think that oh, they it's can like a tell this. Yeah.
2: They're telling some cool story uh, uh, that they, you know, th- something that actually happened to them. So they're like, oh, that'll be like half the laugh. It's like, I can't believe this happened. But no one thinks yeah. whatever happened, you actually happened. And it's probably not that funny. Yeah. If and the punchline like is, isn't that crazy,
0: make- then that's not a good that's not a good story.
2: You know, dude, yeah. the greatest thing about, about Louis C.K. Uh, uh, being knocked off his pedestal, uh, R.I.P., Um, is, is that maybe now, uh, open mics will stop be being flooded with people, uh, who just want to tell, uh, tell it like it is, tell, tell their own personal story and their own voice. Cause everyone thinks that, that Louis CK is like, Oh, all you have to do is go up there and say some weird shit that you did and you're going to laugh like Louis. And it's like, no, that's not, he just makes it look easy. It's actually really, really hard. Uh, (laughs) So maybe uh, people will start like writing jokes at open mics now.
0: Yeah, that would be great.
2: Or at the very least, stop masturbating in front of people.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If we if two the, things uh, could happen.
3: I was at a comedy store last night, and uh, it was my first time being in a club since all that shit broke. And every time a comic like kind of got like into like creepy sex shit jokes. It was just fucking silent, dude. Yeah. It was just dead silent. Like nobody was even responding. There was like a weirdness in the room. Like it, it was, it was strange. Like, like book, guys like, yeah, you know, I don't get much pussy, I, but I, like, so when I like that type of thing, like, it would just be, yeah, it would just be fucking silent. Everybody be like, oh god, I yeah. know, oh, he's one of them.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel like most criticism of comedy is, is entirely valid, but I do kind of yeah. understand why comedians get defensive about people uh, like picking on certain types of jokes because, like, there is, like, when someone, when it becomes taboo to joke about a certain uh, like type of thing. Like, you start saying it, and even if your joke isn't what they think it's going to be, like, just because it's that category, like, all the air gets sucked out of the room, and you're like, well, fuck, I can't do this joke now. Even right, if it is really- even if it is funny and it doesn't really fit into that category, if it just sounds kind of like it, you're like, well, I can't use this ever again.
2: Yeah, that's why it's like you read your audience, you know? It's like, that's why, I mean, at the Comedy Store, you really, you don't know whether or not people are going to, they're sensitive now to it because of this shit that just happened, but usually a comedy store, you can see some pretty, you know, some pretty crazy shit, people saying some, some wild, wild shit, but, uh, you know, at a fucking, you know, a Canadian university, uh, that mentions the indigenous folk who, who were genocided before they got there, you definitely know there's <laughs> going to be, uh, touchy subjects and maybe, you know, uh, uh, try to avoid them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, I got to I, I go. Wait, you, wait, wait,
0: okay. wait. What, what? Five more minutes. Oh, no, I, I, I got to go. Come on, come on. We got an NPR one. It won't be the same if you leave.
2: I got to go, dude. Oh. I, 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 I'm already late. What are you even late? doing? Dude, okay, so I, uh, <laughs> it's, 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 uh, <laughs> you're going to, I can't even explain it because you're just going to yell at me. But I gotta do something. I got it's it's a thing I gotta do. It's because it's it's I'm in love, and because when you're in love, you do things that you that sometimes get in the way of podcasting. So you gotta just let me be in love. Just 24 me,
0: hours notice. Next time you have to do a thing for love. That's okay, all I ask. Okay, you
2: got it. Yeah. You gotta do. I, right. I love you all guys right. so all much, right. but not as much as 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 her. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, bye.
0: Bye. Oh, thank God he's gone. What up, bro? Yeah, dude, Uh, that was the
3: fucking... That was the weirdest thing to be... Um, especially at the comedy store, like you were saying, where it's just fucking dudes getting up there and being like, yeah, when I fucking jack off, I look like this. Bro. And then the audience <laughs> like, oh, no. Like, yeah. What the hell? Oh. They're still doing it? You know, just freaking out.
0: Oh, that's so funny. I mean, like, the first... I feel like the first two years of comedy for any comic are just gonna be masturbation jokes, just because like that like that's the first thing that you think <laughs> is funny that you can make funny. And now like if masturbation jokes are off limits because they remind people of Louis CK, holy shit, everyone's fucked.
3: Yeah. By the way, did you guys already talk about just how weird it is to desire to masturbate in front of somebody?
0: <laughs> no, I didn't.
3: I mean, I you I look more dignified taking a shit. Like I, I <laughs> right. there was there's been like a few times in my life where I've just like randomly like the screen go the computer goes off and I <laughs> see myself in the reflection or I fucking see myself in the mirror. Yeah. I look look over and I see myself in the mirror masturbating. And I'm like, I just get sad <laughs> and it's just like, fuck. And I yeah. just stop immediately. Yeah. Like, like wh- you're just like, what am I doing? I'm an animal. This is disgusting.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like when, the, you know how, when people think that having mirrors all around when they're having sex is going to be super sexy. Like every time I catch a glimpse of myself thrusting or something, I just, oh, it yeah. looks so weird. Like, I don't want to see that. Definitely the side of myself. No, it's always your with, gut. Yeah, your it's gut, fucking hanging down. Like, like you're breathing heavy and your I guts look going look in and out. I think I look way more ripped
3: than I actually do. <laughs>
0: yeah, your guts yeah. going in and your out. Hair and hair's like fucked up. Your dick's going up and down while your while your like fat gut goes in and out as you're breathing. It's so gross.
3: Yeah, dude. You're, I always like look at my hair. Like I'm just like God. I can't believe my fucking hair looks so stupid right now. And she's not saying anything. Or yeah, yeah. The the. The, um, the Louis CK thing is, uh, I mean, dude, it's, it's a bummer when you see like all these guys, like you're like, oh no, that, so now there's no more Kevin Spacey. Now there's no more Louis CK. Like, but you're at, at the same time, you're like, well, it, it, those dudes have just got to just fucking die, like go away in shame yeah. so that it gets like better for women mm-hmm. and. uh obviously that's you know and i'm sure there's like i'm sure there's like dudes like the the, the thing with the louis ck thing is like I, I i do think it's weird that people lump it in with like uh harvey weinstein and kevin spacey i, I guess it makes sense because it's in the but it, like what he did is not the same Is was, right. was awful
0: i mean it's gross yeah it's like but like you have you have to admit that there's like shades of creepiness and his is like a little a little lighter shade yeah. of creepiness than like you know Harvey Weinstein. Yeah,
3: um, there's also illegal and legal. You know what I mean. Right. I do. I do think it's funny that well, he keeps
0: saying like you are jerking off in front of something that's illegal.
3: Oh, in your are you sure? Like in pretty. your hotel
0: room, you can't just jerk
3: off in your hotel room. Like, hey, you're this is my hotel room.
0: <laughs> I don't think you can block the door <laughs> while you're jerking off. I think that's pretty much. But a, did, a no-no. did they say
3: he blocked the door? Yeah, I, someone said he blocked what, the, the door. Point. Oh uh, god! Yeah. I thought that was like the Weinstein thing. I thought it was just that, like, he sat down, jerked off. But and by the way, too, like, how long was he fucking jerking? Like, <laughs> if you were like, hey, you have to jerk off in front of these two girls that are giggling and laughing, it would take me twenty five minutes.
0: <laughs> there was no, there'd be no way that I could complete. That I could There's come no to complete way you.
3: I could fucking do it. There isn't no chance. I would be so. Yeah, I also love that he was like oh, uh, well, you know, I thought it was okay because I asked. It's like, oh, yeah, you didn't just lick <laughs> your palm? Like, that's like, I usually ask by fucking spitting in my hand, but yeah. this time I used words.
0: I'm So so I was telling Drew about something else that I'm kind of a, a structuralist in this way, and I kind of feel the same way about all the sex stuff. Not that I feel bad for anybody who's gone down for doing anything creepy so far, because it, it seems like they all have pretty much, uh, like, deserved deserved it to some degree but i feel like it's all part of um it's all part of the the way that we've uh that we've positioned sex the way that we've been the way the way that we were like taught to think of sex which is that um we've basically been brought up to think of it like like sales Like dudes are supposed to go out there and like sell the dick and, you know, and it's all about like, are you spitting game? And if they're not buying it, like you're not selling it the right way. And, you know, like, like it's the girl's job to, uh to like, it's your job to like come up with a good sales pitch and it's there and it's the girl's job to uh pick and choose which is like not a healthy way to think about it because then it's just you're getting into the same thing you would with like cold calling where it's like oh the fucking leads are weak you're weak dude you're not not going out there and selling that dick hard enough totally you're like hey why weren't you able to trick that woman into letting you fuck her yeah yeah like that was the stated goal of of hooking up is that you would have to trick someone into having sex with you, which is like, so of course, if, if you're, if you're thinking of it already as this like adversarial relationship, then you're kind of empowered to do whatever you can get away with. And if you're more powerful, obviously you can get away with more, but like, that's, that's kind of a problem with the way everyone's been taught to think about sex.
3: Yeah. Well, I also, dude, I, I think the, um, I mean, I'm a bro, I'm a, like a, you know, get pussy <laughs> bro, like from, you know, I've, I've and all my friends are like that. And there's definitely, you know, there, even for me, there's like times in my life where I hear my friends say shit or like shit gets talked about. And I'm like, uh, that doesn't seem cool <laughs> Yeah, cool in the fucking sl- yeah. I, I, I always think of this one time there was, I, I was living in San Diego and I was like out walking my roommate's dog and I ran into this girl and I was like, I was like talking to her and she seemed like a little bit younger and I was talking to her she was kind of being flirty. And then uh, I was like, I, I just asked how old are you? And she was like 16. I was like, okay, cool. Got to go. Bye. <laughs> and just immediately like ran away. And uh, the next day, I'm like in my living room and I hear a knock on the door. I open it and it's her. And she's like, Hey, like just wondering if I could like come in and hang out with you and did it. And I was like, "Fuck no, like get the fuck. I remember I, I literally laughed so hard. Like I was like, no way. Like get out of here. Are you crazy? It probably traumatized her. Like, uh, just doing that. But the I was probably like, 21 or 22 Oh, okay and but but when my uh when my guy friends um that are the i was living with three guys at the time and every single one of them was just like bro you i would have fucked that girl dude like i would have fucked her why didn't you fuck her you should have fucked her it was i remember just thinking like you guys are fucking out of your mind dude. you're gonna, like
0: what yeah 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 like you wonder if they're serious or if that's just like what we're supposed that like what they're supposed to say in that situation yeah
3: yeah exactly i well no i could tell they were serious it's just like <laughs> and i think i think there's something in comedian cult, they were all the guys too i gotta say that they're all kind of guys there's also something where it's like a lot of these dudes that are doing this sexual harassment james tobac harvey weinstein louis ck are not guys that like women are, are probably falling over themselves to, to have sex with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, I think, I think guys when they're younger, like they, they, and they're not like women aren't giving them attention. They can get so, they can go so dark in their minds about right. women. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Like where
3: it's very, and like they're just very like, adversarial. Look, women, like look, And, and it, yeah completely and and so i think that plays into it and i think in comedy in particular because every dude 99 percent of the dudes are not guys that could get fucking laid ever you know and and so there's a lot of that
0: yeah i I mean they get what they want by being kind of pushy especially i mean harvey weinstein like that was his entire life was like getting things that he wanted by being pushy
3: yeah, and, and Louis C.K. was not known to be a nice dude. It wasn't like everybody was like, "Hey, Louis C.K. is like a really cool guy." It was really? just like he's kind of an ass. Yeah, I mean, I heard so many stories about him being kind of a dick. And, and if he wasn't a dick, he was definitely like like he wasn't one of these guys that was like, you know, like I, I remember going up to Patton Oswalt like when I was younger and just being like, "Hey, man, like I love your comedy. I think you're the best." Like that, and he was so like nice. Yeah. That. And, um, I know people have done that to Louie and he's just kind of like, okay, man, I, I gotta go, I gotta
0: go, I gotta go, <laughs> you know, just like, yeah.
3: Stop talking to me. Why are you talking to me? Right. Type of guy. I,
0: yeah. So, that's. Weird. I mean, it's weird. That's, that's one of those things like I understand it and then I don't like, I can't, I can't imagine doing that myself, but then I'm like, well, maybe if I was more famous and I had a bunch of, uh, and the people who did that were like weird and shitty, I don't know. Like yeah. I see when I see Dave Chappelle do comedy and I see the people that show up and like the, the assumption of things like the, the, the things that people assume that they can shout at Dave Chappelle, like as if they're the only two people in the room, he, he creates like a weird delusion in people. And I can't imagine what it's like to be Dave Chappelle because everybody just seems like they lack boundaries with him.
3: Yeah, Totally. everybody thinks that he's their best friend and yeah i mean that's gotta be but you know that's more like um that's more just audience members or you can kind of avoid audience members a lot i think whereas when you're dealing with like just comics like young comics it, you're kind of intimidated. If you see Dave Chappelle, you're intimidated. So you're not going to run up to Dave Chappelle and be like, Hey, Dave Chappelle. Right. So when I think young comics do approach these guys and they're like, Hey man, I just need to tell, you know, for whatever reason they need to say that. And uh, by the way, never do that. Uh-huh. Cause you just look fucking stupid and they don't care. <laughs> so, but, um, I know like, I know that feeling of like, Oh, I just want to say something to this yeah. guy. It means so much to me. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah and then just to kind of like shit on him i mean whatever i I don't and if you're like you or me i don't don't have any
0: like if you're you or me and someone's like oh i don't know if i should go up to him for us it's like fuck yeah otherwise that's like the only (laughs) that's the only joy we're we're ever gonna get out of this like if you don't we're never we're never gonna get any sort of validation so please do Yeah, yeah yeah i'm like hey want to go
3: hang out like what the (laughs) fuck like dude yeah you could be my new best friend that sits there and tells me how great I am.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, I thought you. Yeah. You had I, a, I thought I lo- you had an interesting point about like uh, Louis C.K. growing up in Mexico. That maybe he could just go do Mexico Mexico comedy.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. He, he dude. He should totally go back to Mexico <laughs> because and, and just because do, they don't care about sexual like harassment. They're not like <laughs> like their weather girls have to show their buttholes. <laughs> they're just like they consider the whole weather report just a reason to jerk off. Like uh-huh, they're like, uh-huh. oh, you just masturbate during the weather report.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh.
3: Like they don't, so they don't care if you're fucking masturbate if he's masturbating. He just go there, and he could literally probably do bits all about how he masturbates in front of women, become a, the biggest comedian of all time in Mexico, and then come over to the U.S. Play stadiums here for like all Latin audiences. Mm-hmm. Bang. He never has to get out of the game.
0: You should be his manager. After his 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 manager yeah. fired him, like that should be you. So the question I have is, if he had been open about this in his act for all these years, how he like used to, you know, I kind of feel like if he would have just admitted that he did this like seven years ago, it wouldn't even yeah. be an issue, really.
3: Oh, you're dude, you're so fucking right. Yeah, that's a great point.
0: It's like I mean, I understand. Like I feel like he always. Recognized that it was a mistake but instead of instead of just owning Dude, he, it, would have been he, a he. they like tried he would have to destroy people yeah
3: he, he would have been a feminist hero because they would have said look this is this guy owning his own sexual fucking this is like what his we sexual need you know what i mean yeah yeah like fessing up to it because i'm sure for decades well i'm sure for decades he's been or i guess it has only been a decade but i'm sure ever since he's stop doing this type of shit like he's basically just i gotta it must just feel like the bomb like there's just a fucking bomb about to go. you know like you're just watching the the
0: time ticking down i mean well he must have just assumed that he was going to get away with it all this time right what did you say i feel like louis must have just assumed that he was going to get away with it otherwise why wouldn't he have said something
3: yeah, like, it was already out there. People knew, and it didn't matter. Like, it wasn't going to come back. Yeah. And the, yeah. Once the New York Times, though, the New York Times is really just, like, they validated it. They had women's names. It was just, you
0: can't. Well, it's I mean, like, it's hard to, like, if it's not the victim speaking out, and it's just someone, like, mm-hmm. saying, here's this rumor about... Louis C.K., like you it's not like you ignore it but you're not sure what to do with that in your brain
3: Yeah no 100%
0: Yeah anyway
3: Did you did you see the Stallone thing?
0: <laughs> yeah I sort of did I didn't click on it what's the uh, do you know what the story was?
3: Uh, dude it's fucking crazy bro Okay there's like I'm going to give you the whole story cuz it's crazy uh, so Stallone is shooting over the top in a Vegas oh, perfect, casino. Perfect, he's, perfect. Staying, he's staying in a Vegas casino. And, um, at one point he's like down filming and he's like signing autographs. And this 16 year old girl is there with friends and family and she's with one of her friends. And then they get an autograph and slide, like kisses the friend on the cheek. And then the girl goes, Oh, how come I don't give, get a kiss on my cheek. And by the way, this is a police report.
0: So oh, okay. the,
3: the story, the story I'm telling you is, uh, a report. This is the dry police. It is, is, is the woman is this 16 year old girl telling the police, this yeah. is the story. So then she said that she, she, she turns aside and she goes, Hey, uh, why don't I get one? And he goes, I'll give you a kiss. You'll never forget later.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: And then again, okay, and then, uh, like i guess it's later in that day a uh, stallone's um bodyguard who goes by the, whose name is this is so great mike mike deluca uh
0: that's pretty Sorry. cool. yeah
3: so mike mike deluca walks up to her <laughs> and goes hey if still if slime made a pass at you what would you do
0: <laughs> oh it's
3: like just and like study hall he, go- he she goes i'd probably make a Yeah, she goes, Oh, I'd probably make a pass back. So he goes, Go to this room. He gives her a key, goes, Go to this room. And they go up to Sly's room. The bodyguard goes in the bathroom. And then she goes in with Sly. It doesn't say if they talk or anything, but they start getting naked and having sex. And she, it's like really detailed. Like, it's like he wouldn't, he wouldn't, um, Put it all the way in. He would just kind of poke at it and then say, (laughs) "Wow, you're really tight." Wow. And then, and then at some point, he asks her, "Um, hey, have you ever been with two guys at one time?" And then she goes, "No." And and then he goes and gets Mike Mike DeLuca, who's been in the bathroom the whole time. (laughs) Mike Mike comes out naked. He and then she, she's like blowing Mike, Mike, Stallone's bang. It was, it was just like, and then event, and then so they. You think the so cop then, was
0: getting off on writing that, that, writing that report? Dude,
3: it was, it was so detailed. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, man, this guy's really getting like, because then um, they ask if he like climaxed inside her or whatever like that, and she goes, no. Um, he didn't, but he he turned to me and he said you want to see come and then <laughs> came all over the place oh,
0: God. on Mike, Mike. And
3: then, and then, and then they're like getting dressed and they go, uh, they're getting dressed and they turn to her and they're like giggling and they're like, yeah, uh, don't tell anyone about this or we'll have to bash your head in. That's the quote. Oh,
0: Jesus. Yeah. We'll have to
3: bash your head in. Nice. And then they're laughing. And then, uh, yeah, that's the story. It's the slowest so wait, forty at the time. So why, got, and the she, why she, was
0: So why why was there why was there a police report? Did she go to the police or something? She didn't want to. She said she didn't want to press charges because she was embarrassed. But then why did she did she why she called did she call the police? You no, know, what she
3: did is she told a, her friend about it, and her friend told the hotel. Her friend was like asking because I guess this girl oh. was freaking out, and then. The, the police, so the police heard about this. They tracked the girl down
0: Interesting. and asked her what happened. Okay. And like the, mean, the, so, I mean, consensual sexual well. encounter.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's like, but I mean, 16 is just so fucking,
0: yeah.
3: And for 40 years old,
0: you, you know, like yeah, that's at gross. 16, it's gross. Sorry. Um, yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta take this one home. Um, anything to plug?
3: uh no dude i got nothing going on
0: cool cool Joseph and clitico on twitter
3: yeah all right basically go clitico on twitter instagram that's where i'm the hottest yeah yeah. it's the most hottest content
0: mm-hmm. um, cool
3: man well thanks thanks for uh thanks for having me fucking back on the stage dude
0: yeah thanks to drew mcgarry and matt lieb um uh, until next week good night and good chins